You're listening to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. All right, let's get to it. Welcome back to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. I know, it's been a long time, and I was just, I've said to a bunch of people here, including my two guests, who I'll get to in just a second, that I picked a really bad time to take a break, didn't I? <laughs> so, uh, thanks for coming back if you actually still want to listen. Uh, but today I'm joined by my good buddies from the Making pa- Kayfabe Podcast, my good buddies Bryce and Dylan. How's it going, fellas? Hi. Hi, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm a little tired, a tad bit hungover, but I'm doing good. <laughs> no, I'm okay. Uh, thanks for coming on. Great to have you guys here. Uh, if you guys have, uh, are new to the podcast or new to Bryce and Dylan, uh, they have an excellent podcast called Making Kayfabe, where they rebook uh, stories that were just utter shit in in the past or they fantasy book things that could have happened so definitely if you like that kind of shit definitely listen to these guys they have the best podcast around for that i i agree (laughs) (laughs) if you you hated the kvx storyline you're gonna love making kayfabe yeah yeah and you're probably thinking to yourself there's no fucking way they made a good story no they did and it was excellent if you love the ecw zombie you're gonna love the Making Cafe podcast. That's the thing. Bryce has Bryce has done a lot of those. Like you did Katie Vick, um, the ECW Zombie, but you did the uh, Nexus as well. Yeah, which was a really hard because that was a big disaster. Oof. You know, mm, and you, yeah. you really took it on yourself to be like, I'm gonna make this good. You know. Yeah. We're, we're gonna do. Yeah, got Def Def Cooker, of course. Like we like to go both sides of the kind of uh, divide. There, we do some comedy bookings, we do some also serious bookings as well. Like Dylan's got plenty of good ones as well. Like the NWO one, of course. He's done a great Adam Rose episode. He's done a great Cody one this season as well. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Keith Lee. Keith Lee, yeah, that's one of the top ones rated by the fans. So, yeah, uh, if you've not checked out Making Cafe, guys, get on it. At Making Cafe on Twitter, Making Cafe on any podcast app and YouTube, we're there waiting for you, ready to just show you some fantasy fucking bookings. Yeah. Can we swear on this podcast, CJ? You already did, so it's okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I used to have a little rule of like with my old co host, one F bomb per episode, but now it's like, I don't oh. care. It's it's is what it is now. <laughs> no, he well, was. Three the, minutes in and I've hit two, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, my buddy Sean McChesney, he's my, uh, I call him my forever co host because uh, he got a, a good job at Sirius XM, so it kind of limited his time doing the pod, but oh, he's still he's still forever my co host. I was just hanging out with him not too long ago. But anyway, at the time of this, recording SummerSlam uh, just happened the, the day prior uh, out of the three of us. Dylan's the only one who's seen it. But really, we're kind of talk about just all the shit that's been going on that I'm kind of catching up on. So uh, obviously the big, uh, you know, the big elephant in the room who's giving away money, making women sign NDAs. <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, Vince K. McMahon uh, announced, it was, I believe, a week ago or so, or two weeks ago, that he was retired. And now that Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan are now co-chairman and chairwoman, respecti- respectively. And Triple H is now the head of creative and the EVP and, of, and head of talent relations. So uh, I guess kind of get your guys' thoughts about... <laughs> Something we never thought was ever going to happen, really. Right. Oh, boy. We all kind of uh, thought 
it's not gonna Vince isn't gonna step down until he's dead and even then he probably will put his like consciousness into a robot that will continue <laughs> to book the WWE long after he's dead but all of us were like he's gotta retire at some point right and he just kept going so we're like okay this is he's never gonna give it up and now that this has happened where he has retired in the midst of this this scandal we're all pretty convinced that this isn't the end of the scandal like if he's no. retiring he, then there's something really bad there's some there big news heard. coming definitely yeah, yeah. yeah. I, i'm all for the vince robot by the way that's something we can uh, talk about later down the making <laughs> that's, <K-fabe>, a, but... <laughs> that's a tombola write that one down for the tombola yeah that's a full episode dude that's a full fucking feature length episode <laughs> full but... episode of <laughs> man is a robot i'm right yeah <laughs> triple h comes out welcomes everybody i'm so glad the new WWE era is in then you hear no chance it's just a fucking robot offense it's like oh, oh shit yeah. the old man really won't die i think like i think with vincent man i think we all kind of thought he was indestructible because he's already done some pretty horrible things and he's still managed to keep his position so it is just kind of a shock that he's finally gone and um you know it just means that things are going to get so much better and um, especially with triple h in charge of creative like you know i've not like I said earlier, CJ, I've not seen all of SummerSlam yet, but what I have seen has been great. And um, there's been some cool returns and stuff like that from what I've seen so far. And like it seems like it's all going in the right direction with Vince not there. Commentary is noticeably better. Um, you know, it makes the uh wrestling landscape a bit more interesting as well at the same time, with you know, guys that could possibly go um maybe come to WWE from AEW um following Cody's lead. So there's just so many things that could happen here to make the the industry better and light a bit of a fire under AEW's ass at the same time as well. Yeah, and that's one thing I was that went to immediately. You know, we we talked about it a little bit off mic about the the fightful report of some guys who are, or, or, and I think girls too, are currently in AEW. Whether they they left when their contracts were expired, or you know, were they released, or even people who are didn't go anywhere, like a Johnny Gargano or a or a Bray Wyatt. You know, some reports have said that you know. They would probably would have stayed longer if Triple H was there, you know. And I had to think, and I speculate on a few of those guys. Like obviously, a few of them have to be like Adam Cole for sure. He he, mm-hmm. when he went to AEW, when he did interviews, he was very outspoken about how he still is, he has a, still has a close relationship with Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Johnny Gargano is the same. I would have to imagine Keith Lee is another guy, you know, and Malachi Black as well. But it's funny how all this happens. That fightful report happens. Tony Khan goes on Busted Open Radio and and goes out and says like, yeah, Adam Cole signed to 2027, and yes. Malachi Black mm-hmm. is signed for like another five years. So he's like already trying to like put the tamper down. And and now it's like we we figured you know Tony Khan is like the one guy in wrestling right now for the most part, which is booking a consistent comp, uh, you know. Uh, company uh, storylines from week to week for wrestling for the most part but now triple h can really give a big uh you know be a actually it can actually be legit competition now between AEW mm-hmm. and wwe like i think a guy like mjf when his contract is up i think it's very more likely now he'll go to wwe rather than resign with AEW. yeah he was already going that's the thing right he's already had full intention of going to wwe and now that vince is gone that just makes it even better for him because like mjf if he went to WWE under Vince's control, you would probably guess that he'll be scripted, um, which just immediately kills any of the MGF character because he's not a script kind of guy. He just goes out there and just talks yeah. shit for a while, you know. And at the same time, um, WWE stopped being a PG product, apparently, and whether that's happening sooner or already happens. So that, again, kind of backs up why MGF would want to go to WWE. He, can, he doesn't have to kind of... Um, um, you know, hold his uh, manners when it comes to saying things, you know, and yeah, 
Um, and who the fuck knows what's going on with that MGF AEW thing? Like, I would love to have him in AEW and keep him in AEW, but there's obviously something going on there. And yeah, I don't know. It's really interesting to see how it will turn out in the next year or so. Yeah, honestly, I think MJF, I think now that Triple H is in charge of the WWE, I think MJF would fit in perfectly there. But at the same time, MJF, I don't want to say AEW needs him, but because he's so different from everybody else on the roster and he's so good, yeah. That like it's really refreshing to have that contrasting character on AEW. You know, yeah. I think that he's a really good guy for them to have. And if I was Tony Khan, I would really like do my best to keep him because he's kind of like uh, so different from everybody else. You know what mm. I mean? I'd be uh, driving a truck full of money to his house. Yeah, um, you know. Exactly. It, there's no reason for for guys like um, you know Keith Lee and the rest to be paid more than MJF. Um, I don't know if that's the situation or not. I know it's in regards to money. Um, you know, MJF is going to be one of the main attractions for AEW um, now and in the future. The guy's only 24. Um, throw a fucking pile of money at him and let him be yeah. MJF, and yeah, he's going to be one of the main features of that television show, um, as he exactly. already has been. He mm. could, but he could be like the 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 big star, like the the one guy mm. that really gets people to go you gotta check this guy out you gotta see this mjf like he started doing that with the pipe bomb stuff sure and then they're like take him off tv <laughs> Forget sure. him. I, like, okay. th- that's the thing with with mjf though is that I, I i do think the whole thing is like a work and i i i think like they may do like a summer of punk thing like like an actual summer like the roh summer of punk you know they kind of you know they're very much making it open that he was going to wwe when he was ROH mm. champion and all that, and I think they could probably do a similar, maybe more of a similar thing of what WWE should have done with the WWE version of the Summer of Punk thing, where, like, I think had Punk, when he was champion then, when he won the title, and then you still could have done the whole thing with, like, John Cena being the champion in WWE's eyes, but CM Punk could have been going out on the indies or could have gone to the Ring of Honor and, you know, yeah. just defended the title and had matches, yeah. and then eventually come back to WWE in, like, in a few months' time. I think this happened in May, this pro- this pipe bomb promo MJF did, and he still has not been back on TV. All of his stuff, AEW affiliate stuff on Pro Wrestling Tees and AEW Shop is off. He's off the AEW roster. Literally the only like shirt you can find. Like I saw, I was at a Hot Topic one night and I saw the better than the best in the world MJF shirt. I'm like, I'm going to get that because I can't get another MJF shirt anywhere. Um, but I think that he'll probably just my prediction that I think the, the main event of all that will probably be Moxley versus punk for the undisputed championship for the, who to become the industry world champion. And then MJF will attack more than likely punk because punk will probably win and just mm-hmm. do a storyline there. But yeah. even prior, we, we say triple H is in charge now, but even prior, Cody Rhodes comes in. Now, like, talking to a few friends of mine, like, we all think, like, you know, Cody Rhodes was Mr. AEW. He was, no way he helped start the company. There's no way he'd go back to WWE. Well, he went back earlier this year. And even when Vince was still in charge, he was, they were booking him amazing. Like, yeah. he, he's the best baby face in the whole show. I think in hindsight, Cody made an excellent decision <laughs> doing that. Um, he was growing very stale in AEW. Um, he wanted to be a babyface. He was getting booed every night, despite, despite fucking setting himself on fire, you know, going into <laughs> doing these stupid spots, not stupid spots, but like crazy spots. And yeah. they're still booing him. And it's like, you know, it's like it, at some point you got to just say, right, let's try somewhere else. And at the time, and even now, WWE were short of main eventers. Um, Cody has updated his look. He's got a 
a lot more charisma than he did, than he did last time he was in WWE. Um, he stepped in as their main eventer. And it's a shame what happened to him. He's off kind of um, yeah. he's injured again. But, um, you know, he has uh, yeah, made the right decision because he's going to be getting paid a lot more money as well, I bet. And he's going to be headlining a lot of main events. So, you know, he made the right call. Right. I totally agree. I think that it's really surprising, as we've covered before, Bryce. It's very surprising to see the WWF, WWE, I should say, do something right for once but yeah, yeah exactly but they what did it with cody yeah. we were like whoa i cannot believe that they pulled that off with cody Rhodes, and everybody everybody loved it like the people bought into it they loved cody Rhodes. and yeah. um, whereas in aw like two months before that everybody was booing him you know yeah. i think um, the problem sorry Dylan, i didn't cut you off. the problem is like they, they want him to be healing aew that's the thing yeah, yeah. he's a better heel <laughs> just he's 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 a better heel for AEW because he's got these big grandiose entrances and all this like all the special lighting and the pyro and the you know he comes out wearing a suit and he's just he's 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 just a natural heel for promotion like AEW because he's a very um, WWE like guy if that makes he's sense. He's a bit more on the sports entertainment kind of Aye, uh, yes, spectacle yes. side. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly him. Big entrances and stuff. That's more like a WWE thing, which is why you can see why he fit perfectly back at WrestleMania. Mm. You know? Yeah. And that was a great match between him and Rollins. And I don't know. And we talk about like how things are going, like with the the booking of WWE. Um, You know, I think from what we hear and, you know, from what you have seen, Dylan, I think, you know, Triple H did a pretty decent job with the show with SummerSlam booking wise. And even when. Cody was on a roll, and before he got injured, I mean, the talk around and the big question WWE is has been for a while: who's going to beat Roman Reigns to become the world champion? And now at this point, it's like there's there's not a shadow of a doubt in my mind that Cody's winning the Rumble and he's going to take the title from Roman at Mania. Yeah, mm. I think so. I mean, well, see, I don't know because they were rumored to be doing The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Yes, that is true. I think we'd be pretty good, but I also think that doesn't need to be for the title. You yeah. know, you can that Same. match sells itself. You don't need Roman Reigns to be. I'd, I don't know, man. I think this Rock kid needs a rub. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, he really needs. Well, you know, he needs somebody to shine him up real nice. I think he's so. Got yeah. Potential, but I don't know, man. You yeah. know. I don't know. I mean, the he, right person. he's only an actor, though. I mean, a lot of these actors and celebrities, when they come to wrestling, sometimes doesn't That's always work worst. out. Yeah, exactly. But, I hate it when but these then sometimes it yeah. does work out. Pat McAfee coming in, not yeah. out of the park, dude. And I gotta say, I am no fan of Logan Paul, but that cat, he pulled out some pretty impressive stuff. He did. I I, was, I've, I've seen that match. It's very, yeah. very impressive. Yeah. I was really surprised at how not shit Logan Paul is. I was. I mean, impressed when, when you're in the ring of such a ring general, Dylan. Um, yeah. You know, I think, I, think <laughs> I think that's what it is. You know, and you, you can you can talk to that obviously. Uh, to mean, pr- put some backstory this, on right? here, Dylan hates the Miz. <laughs> let me just say this: at some point in the match, Logan Paul puts a figure four on the on the Miz. He does a better figure four than the Miz does. <laughs> oh God! Oh man! Yeah, it's um to that point to go back for a second with with Cody. Uh, I've been saying this because the thing is when I say yeah, it's gonna be Cody and Roman. And then what we're we gonna do about Cody and Rock? I'm like doesn't need the title. And honestly, I think you can run a story with all three leading into Mania, kind of like how New Japan was doing with um, I believe it was like when they were unifying the championships. Like, you know, it was like, you know, Naito, Jay White, Okada, and Ibushi were all kind of involved in one storyline together. Mm-hmm. 
And I think you can still do the thing where you have, maybe you have the main event of night one be Cody versus Roman, and then Rock wants to face Roman, and it's like, regardless, it's like, Rock's like, I don't care if the championship's involved, I want the match like who's the real oh, head yeah. of the table who's the real uh yeah. tribal chief you know it's like oh, yeah. and then cody can win the win the title and then you can have night two you can have the big like commercial traction match of roman versus rock on night two that'd be a good idea like, i can actually yeah. see that that happening actually, that's quite a good um way of looking at it because then you get yeah. your two big main events so yeah that's just clever yeah yeah, yeah. roman just got gotta be careful with roman but but yeah it should be all right because he did get hurt this year mm. But I think they, you know, they're smart enough guys to work it in because, you know, that way we as fans who have been liking what Cody's Cody's been doing, we get what we want and we finally get a payoff to this, you know, forever, never ending Roman Reigns World Championship. And then, you know, WWE and, you know, the casual fans get what they want in the the big money match. We we would like to have um, just some kind of payoff to the whole Roman Reigns thing because he's been champion since... 2020 in August and not that it's a problem I think he's like one of the only consistently booked uh, yeah. wrestlers characters booked well yeah. but there has to be an end game to this you know because the person right. who finally beats him it will like be the biggest payoff in years in wrestling mm-hmm I think it should be. I think Cody is a very good contender for that. Um, you know, he could easily be the next big babyface in WWE. It already basically is, you know, before he... Um, well, I guess, i say before his injury, but even after his injury, he done the Hell in a Cell match, which is like yeah. the biggest babyface kind of thing ever to, you know, go and wrestle Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell when your your chest is purple, you know? Um, <laughs> oh, so, God. You know, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think he's the natural next champion or next guy to beat Roman. I would like to see uh, make a younger guy who's coming up through the roster at the moment, but as we know, WWE don't push younger guys, so um, that, that's never going to happen. So, Cody Rose is de facto the next best guy for it. Yeah, yeah, I think Cody Rose makes the most sense, really, at the moment. Unless they can, like you said, pull something outside from somewhere and get a new a new younger guy, but I don't see that happening right now. So Cody Rose makes sense. Who's the only... this Dwayne Johnson guy? This... Who is this I don't Dwayne think you'd John. like him. Who's this no. Logan Paul guy? <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine if they fucking put Logan Paul? Dude, in? that oh, literally Lord. happened. In a... I'm playing uh, Total Extreme Wrestling at the moment, uh, the kind of booking simulator, and I'm, I'm running Rev Pro in Britain, but you get the news on the kind of front screen of what's happening in our promotions, and legitimately, Logan Paul just beat Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship in my game. So, <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't know what that's like about pred- predicting the future, but like, you know, Logan Paul signed this big long contract and WWE are clearly behind them. So who's to say that can't happen? Uh, put the title on him. Put the belt on him. Yeah, put the belt on him. Put the belt on him. Oh, man. Yeah, I. <laughs> Logan Paul stand. <laughs> such a thing. <laughs> I mean, personally, I would want to see Pat McAfee beat Roman before I see Rogan, Logan Paul. Only because McAfee. I would want Danny fucking DeVito to beat Roman before Logan Paul. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> there's, incredible. there's an ongoing joke in my in my Marvel podcast where a buddy of mine who comes on, he's like, "Yeah, I want uh, Danny DeVito to play Wolverine in the MCU." <laughs> yes, <laughs> old man Logan. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> old man Logan. Yes, stumpy Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean Wolverine's short, but he's not that short. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's <laughs> I don't know, and. 
I was very, very impressed with Logan Paul at Mania. And I think it's probably inevitable that he will be champion at some point. But I don't think they should do it so soon. And that's one thing that'll be a big mistake if they do. And, and, I'm, and I'm even talking about like a mid-card title too. Like if they if they have him like at the end of this year beat like Lashley for the U.S. title, I, I still think it'll be too soon. He'd make a good 24-7 right. champion. <laughs> that belt's still around? Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think he'll be some kind of champion. But... I don't like. I don't see him beating Lashley, and I don't see him beating Gunther. You know, that's his. That's, that's his slave name. His name's Walter. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, they're both they're both German names, aren't they? Is Walter a German name? He's Austrian, right? Oh, is Walter an Austrian name? Um, yes. Oh, cool, perfect. Yeah, Walter's still the better name. It's like, I know he. I don't know. I I I messaged both of you when that happened. Like fucking Gunther, are you shitting me? Dude, literally all of my wrestling fans like message me because I've got a dog called Walter who's named after Walter. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you get a is he called Gunfer now or whatever? Uh, Everyone's making the same joke. Ha ha ha! Very funny. Uh, I mean, it could be worse, right, Bryce? At least he's not called Butch. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's one. Name my dog Pete Dunn. You know, that's that's <laughs> one credit I will give at least. Walter having the name change, he's still the same wrestler and still the same character. Pete yeah. Dunn's a completely different person. He's yeah. a little scrappy dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think Walter and Gunther are different people as well. Walter's this big, kind of like a uh, chubby kind of dude, right? And Gunther's this guy that was like totally in shape and like Gunther's real shape, slim, so. yeah. Yeah, mm. two different guys. Yeah, yeah, he got shredded. Never see him in the same room together. Yeah, exactly. No, you it's never true. do. You never that do. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. They're probably both busy, busy people. Yeah, busy people. Yeah. yeah, it's like you never see. You know, it's like kind of a thing. Like you never see uh, Clark Kent and Superman in the same room. But we're, but you would be labeled as a conspiracy theorist if you think that Clark Kent is Superman. Yeah, I mean, right? Like Clark Kent, he can't fly. That's crazy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Only it's, Superman can fly. I know. Yeah. I just everybody fly. tells me to take off the tinfoil hat. I'm just like, I just can't. It's it's just it's just it doesn't make sense. <laughs> ridiculous like how do you even come to that conclusion right? yeah uh, i don't know you know what maybe maybe they're just doppelgangers i don't know you get that you get people who look a little similar you yeah know? yeah or a lot similar i don't know i i, legit... I don't know man it's a crazy theory for somebody who has a comic book podcast you know it's uh it's out there man. i don't know <laughs> it's a bit of a theory. To, yeah. to be fair i don't cover too much dc on my podcast on my other podcast no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah, a lot of shit has been going on in wrestling, but uh, but let's also kind of talk about um, your guys' podcast and how this season went, how you guys feel about it, and just uh, go ahead. Yeah, I think the season went really well. Um, so made made a few changes to the structure and how we're doing things. So the audio audio quality is uh, a lot better. And um, we discovered a little trick, uh, thanks to our friend Matt for uh, talking us through that, for recording our own voice and uh, making it sound a bit better. So. And um, that's a big plus. But we covered some pretty cool stories. We've done two two Cody Rhodes storylines. Yeah. Uh, we we uh, tackled the beast that is Katie Vick and tried to make that a good storyline. Dylan did a great white family rebooking. Um, God, what else did we do? Nexus was on Nexus. there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, Ambrose Kingston. Foley, Eddie Kingston, and yeah. Paige. Yes, yeah, so that, that, that's kind of what makes it all up. And yeah, like um, we said at the start, what we do is we take kind of... Um, the biggest missed opportunities in wrestling or the dumbest storylines and um, try and make them work. Like Dylan and I have got 
many 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 years of writing experience and um you know it's just a it's a good way for us to um be be creative and just see what we can do and um, try and work our way out of this these awful storylines that wwe and others have put these these poor folk in so yeah we've been doing that for six seasons now um with the patreon combined we've probably done over 100 episodes of of rebookings and um it's going really well we're not showing any signs of slowing down yet and um, so yeah it's gonna keep gonna keep booking and gonna keep booking and um we're talking about vincent man earlier one thing i said to dylan was that we're worried about the fact that you know because vincent man's not doing creative anymore maybe the stupid storylines are gonna stop but like thankfully you know vince has left us a good 30 40 years of dumb bookings so we can always go back but yeah things are going well so far yeah and uh yeah got a great little community and uh, making cake a community who are backing us and listening to our shows and engaging with us on twitter and stuff so ah, it's pretty 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 good going yeah i plug you guys every time every chance i get every chance Lunch, i get thank you it's yeah. an incredible podcast listen to every every single tuesday when it comes out i did want to ask um you know what made you guys kind of change because uh, you guys would do about like i don't know about 12 or 13 episodes a season this this time i think you guys only had about eight yeah, yeah, we did, did a smaller season this time. It's kind of just fatigue, really. Um, so, like doing the twelve episode long seasons is uh, is it's difficult, man. Like it's that's twelve straight weeks of us having to write and record and edit and do graphics and promote it on social media and stuff. So, like I think, not speaking for Dylan, but I definitely felt better and more refreshed by doing an eight episode season rather than twelve. And um, you know, the first ever season of Making Cafe was eight episodes, eight eight episodes. Sorry. So, like, we're looking to go back to that. It's just it's better for us, and it means we can take a shorter break between the seasons as well, and just mm. um, you know, be a bit more fresh with it with the stories, you know. I think so. Yeah, like we were doing 12 episodes. So that's six stories each. We're recording them every week. So that that's in the, you know, we're going into two whole months into three months yeah. of straight recording. Plus, because we're doing in the three months, that doesn't even include the Patreon stuff that we have to record every month yeah. as well. Yeah. So those that's another like three shows per month. Yeah. So that, you know, it. it those 12 episodes then turn into you know close to 20 episodes and we were like well if we kind of take one or two of the episodes out for us to record we can kind of you know hopefully make the ones we do record a little stronger and then we can focus more on the patreon side and have a little bit more time exactly figure this stuff out instead of because because we don't want it to get to a point where I, it, it always ends up that way, where we start off, you know, we're we're so like, yeah, energetic. Let's do this by the by the end of it. Not to say that we're fatigued or anything, but, you know, we don't want to get to the point where we start to get fatigued by the end of the show. Totally. Yeah. The the and we're running out of ideas. We want to keep it cool and fresh and it's just as good as it could possibly be. Keep so the quality we, up as well. Yeah. Yes. So we and I, that was another thing Bryce touched on too. We were trying a different way of putting the show together, editing the show, mm-hmm. to try and improve the audio quality. And we had only just figured that out. So yeah. I think that <laughs> After was part five of the seasons. <laughs> yeah, I think we were like, okay, let's make this one eight episodes just to see if we can do it and see how yeah. it works. And it worked out okay, but it is it's a lot of work. So I think we'll yeah, probably. I just, yeah. I don't know if we will 
uh, stick with the eight, eight episodes a season works. We can do that, mm-hmm. you know. But um, and nobody's it, had any complaints, so you know, yeah. might might just stick with that. But yeah, it's just like these episodes are right. I mean, like uh, an episode that I write can take anything from six to 12 to 15 hours to write and sometimes even more than that if it's a big episode and uh, that's a lot of time out of the week when you're working full time as well you know and you've got um you know friends and family to see and all the rest so yeah i think it episodes is two months of content and uh, you know if, if the folks want more then we've got 20 30 40 episodes of stuff on our patreon as well which is all top quality stuff um, such as Spaceman Holly and um, John Cena <laughs> yes. versus Invisible Stan. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, how do you, how do you guys um how do you guys differentiate with like some of the Patreon stories you do compared to like you know the actual stories you put out on your um on your you know regular podcast feed? You know, because you've had big stories like uh, like we've mentioned earlier, NWO, the Nexus from this previous mm-hmm. this past season. Um, you guys at Cody Rhodes, one, you know, NWE and what if you stayed in AEW, you know, John Cena, all, all bunch of stuff. And then, you know, I know you, you released one Patreon episode a while back of the Vince McMahon's ECW champion. And, you yes. know, I know you guys have done some Mojo. There's a Billy Kay in there somewhere. Um, how do you kind of differentiate like, okay, this is a Patreon one. And then this is a, uh, a, a main episode one. Yeah, there's not really a big kind of difference in the kind of um, how we differentiate. Um, you know, well, there's there's two different kinds of episodes on the Patreon page, if that helps. So we've got the standard making KV episode on the Patreon, which you get one exclusive exclusive booking per month on there, which can be yeah, like you say, anything from Samoa Joe to Vince McMahon ECW Champion to um, Jerry the King Lawler to Caval. That one just done this month, but we also have okay. KV Conundrum, uh, which is so much fun. It's like a full-length kayfabe tombola so generally what we'll do Dylan and I will set each other challenges every month on what what you have to book and uh, rather than it being like a, a one minute kind of kayfabe tombola it's a full-length episode and like some of this shit some of this shit we've done with that is just absolutely so so fun so fun to do and like I mean for example we had um uh wwe's third brand being a farm based brand and we've had um oh god what have we had then we have booker t the grave digger Um, (laughs) can he dig it yes he can (laughs) john cena getting hit by a bus john cena getting hit by Um, the bus Disco Inferno being the third man in the NWO. Yeah, that's right. We called it the NW Disco. Oh, WCW is closing up early, I guess. Yeah. I know. I like it. it wouldn't have had the same impact, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, but, but I'm yeah, very, yeah. very happy with what Dylan has to do next month. So I've got, I've, I've done a book in this month, which is John Cena versus Invisible Stan. But then I have to set the challenge for Dylan, which is Dylan has got to take on the role of Triple H and he's got to pitch to WWE's video game developers, WWE's new video game, which is called Triple H, the game. The game. <laughs> I can't wait for that. That's incredible. Right. Cannot oh, wait. my God. It's That's a lot of fun coming up with these little challenges. Um, <laughs> but, but, but in regards to like differentiating, there's, no, there's nothing that sets aside right. from the main bookings. They're all like top quality. And we generally, we get the patrons to vote on them as well. So at the start of every month, We'll put up a poll and say, what do you want to hear? Do you want to hear booking one or booking two? And then they'll vote. And then we'll write whatever is the winning um, option for that. So the patrons get to choose what they hear as well, which is really cool. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, it, it, it does depend. Like, 
a lot of it, whenever we start coming up with a season, we'll throw out a lot of ideas. Because, mm. you know, for the beginning of season six, for example, we, we weren't sure if we were going to make any episodes. So we had a yes. lot of ideas and we trimmed it down. And I know that some of the ideas we've kept because, for example, I was going to do John Morrison for the mm. last season. Mm. And we trimmed him down so that uh, he didn't make it. But I, I still wanted to tell that story. So I wrote that as a Patreon mm. episode in, instead so that, you know, it's still like a a main season quality episode but you know it's it's for the patreon people who were kind yeah. enough to give us some money so i think that's kind of how it is not there's still like main season quality episodes it's just stuff that we couldn't quite fit in to yeah. the the main show or things that we have a good idea for and like bryce has said we've recently started to do polls so pe the people can vote for what they want and sometimes we'll have an idea for that and sometimes it's like for example the, this last month i did caval not because i had any specific idea i just thought i'm pretty sure i could the choices were caval or austin aries and i was pretty sure i could write a good story for either of them hmm. i just have to see which one the people wanted to hear and see if i could write that story and i think we did a pretty good episode with that one yeah that was great yeah i loved the caval episode it was good fun Surprising, because nobody really. Let's be honest, nobody really gives a fuck about Caval on the main roster. Well, at the same time, it was such a good episode because Caval is one of the most blank slates um, yeah. in WWE because he didn't do fuck all with him. Um, right, you know, I think he had one US title shot, and like what you did with him, um, like no, no major spoilers, but like uh, he, he got involved with the Nexus, um, which is. Yeah, a really interesting way Dylan took that story. So, um, yeah, worth, CJ, worth checking you out. You remember sure. Caval, right? I was just about to say, I had to look up who Caval was because I do not remember. <laughs> and it's fucking low key. I'm like, low oh, key, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so, that was around a time of WWE I was kind of stopped watching. I wasn't mm -hmm. really paying attention too much. Um, but I remember he was in for like very quick and then he was gone all of a sudden. I remember that's, he, what I was, that's what I was going to ask. I was like, if you are not too familiar with Caval, do you want to take a guess as to how long he was on the main roster for? After winning NXT After season winning two, NXT by season the way. Yeah. Bearing in mind that the winner of season NXT season one was already on the main roster, already part of the Nexus, already a big deal in the storylines. Very shortly after that, Caval also, also all the losers were as well. <laughs> Exactly. All the guys from NXT <laughs> came up, right? Not just the winner, but all the guys from NXT Season 1 were on the main roster. So winning NXT Season 2, coming up on the main roster shortly after that, how long do you think Caval was on the main roster for? If I remember correctly, I think Bray Wyatt, formerly Husky Harris, was in Season 2 of NXT, if I remember correctly. Yes. And yes. he was up not too long later that year. I would have to imagine that he was on there for like less than a month. It's actually a little bit longer than that. Is it? Was it three months, right? He debuted, I think, somewhere in the middle of September. And by the end of December, he was gone. <laughs> wow. So this guy won NXT Season 2. He, got, he lost all of his matches except one match against Dolph Ziggler, which was a non-title, intercontinental title thing. So he then cashed in his NXT... Guarantee title shot against Dolph Ziggler against the Intercontinental Champion for some reason. And he lost that match and then lost all of his other matches and then left. Yeah, that was it. What a, what a career. Did he leave yeah. or was he released? 
I have to imagine I he's think released. he was released, but yeah. he probably says he was he, that he left. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I I remember. I don't know a year ago or so, or two years ago. Loki was kind of saying some crazy shit, and I was like, "All right, I'll, I guess I'll." It has been known to, yeah. He likes yeah. to control his own narrative. Yeah, but that was that was. He's in there. Yeah. When we put the um, when we put the poll up, I realized that both Austin Aries and Cabal were kind of problematic, and I probably Low shouldn't moves, affect yeah. those two guys. But both in control your narrative. Yeah. yeah. Both well, careers would have went better if they shut up, you know. But yes, yeah. I think. Well, you know, now that they can control their own narrative, I assume. <laughs> I used to really like Austin Aries, and then I found out how much of a prick he is. Like, Me yeah, too. Okay. I thought he's a great yeah. raster, dude. I loved Austin Aries, but he just doesn't shut up. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's the problem. You know? I, no almost, to stop. Yeah. I almost bought an Austin. I went to um, NXT, did a, uh, um, a small house show in Madison Square Garden. There's like a theater underneath, like on the bottom level. Mm. And NXT, it's the only house show they ever ran there. And they had an Austin Aries shirt. They had DIY Shinsuke, uh, the revival, and I got a. Sh- and I was like, mm, do I want a Nakamura shirt? Do I want an Austin Aries shirt? Because he had a pretty cool shirt at the time. And I'm like, nah, let me get a Nakamura because I was a big, big Nakamura fan. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing I didn't get that Austin Aries shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel bad because I actually I still have like Marty Skrull shit that I need to get rid of. Gold, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh god, like I. I, I don't wear it anymore, but I need to get rid of it. Like, I've just, like, yeah. it's been in my... I remember, like, when I first moved into my place, I'm just like, all right, I need to find time to get rid of this shit. And it's been, like, almost, like, like over a year and a half, and I just haven't... It's just, it's just stuffed in my closet away, you know? Because I feel ashamed there, there, to wear that there's shit. There's definitely a Chris Benoit shirt in my dad's attic somewhere. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> which I've not worn since about uh, 2007-ish. Um, I don't know why. But well, what happened in 2007? <laughs> I, don't happened? What I, I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, Vince McMahon faked his death in 2007. That's what happened. That's what it was. That's what it was. Oh, and Chris Benoit, he was very mad, so he left. No one ever <laughs> knew what happened. Never to him. heard from him again. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or his wife or child for some reason. Well, they're oh probably busy with something else. Yeah, <laughs> they're out of the limelight. Yeah, dark yeah, humor. It's, it's great. Retired. They're on a farm or something. You know. <laughs> oh man, that's like like the farm division of WWE. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, with bar- with Barnyard Braun. Yeah. Barnyard Braun. <laughs> and Hillbilly Corbin. Hillbilly Corbin, <laughs> that's who it was. Yeah, I was like, who was the other one? He was Barry Corbin. Hillbilly Corbin. <laughs> yeah. See, this, uh, this is the great stuff people can access on our Patreon page. This is what you're missing out on. Hey, G plug. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, I another thing I kind of want to ask, and and you don't have to give too much away if, if like you're kind of working on it. There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of storylines that you guys haven't really touched upon yet, but uh, there's quite a few modern ones. And I'll I'll say well I'll say like and I every time you guys put up the, the, these little surveys, um, when you're like for the new season what you want to hear and I always put this on here I don't know how it's generated when you see the answers or whatever. <laughs> when the fuck are you guys gonna do a Nakamura story? Oh, we do need it's to do not Nakamura. that far away. Yeah, it's not that far. Away. I'm a big well, Nakamura yeah. fan as well, and I was likely for season him. seven. Yeah, I don't know if we if we. I had been thinking about doing it for last season. I don't know if that made the list, but it was on the short a, list. Yeah, for, yeah, I had a big season, list yeah. of people. Like there were a bunch of people that I really wanted to to write. Um, mm. I was going to do Kevin Owens as well, and yeah. uh, that just didn't make it on the list. You know, um, what part of Kevin Owens? Because I'd say for the most part, Kevin Owens has a very successful uh, main roster career. I was go. He's been he's been pretty consistent, but I was going to 
I, I was going to do Kevin Owens and then I was going to do Cesaro and I was trying to make sure they didn't overlap. Mm. So the Cesaro one would have been during the pandemic. So I think the Kevin Owens thing would have been a little before that. Like the Jericho mm. Universal title thing? Probably after that. Okay. After they wrapped, because I like the Jericho Kevin Owens stuff, but I think after that is wrapped up, you know, what do you do with Kevin Owens after that? That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, to be honest, I can't really remember what Owens did after that mania. I think, well, he just had the U.S. title for a bit. Oh, yeah, that's over. right. He feuded with AJ for a little bit. They had that yeah. weird match where, like, the, the referee, they botched the finish. Yeah. Owens wasn't <laughs> supposed to win the belt, and then AJ lost it, and they had to put it back on him. Ah, uh, yeah. I think, yeah, think for so next season, there's so many other things we can book. Like, we've got a, a massive list of things we can do. I mean, like, for next season, we're thinking of things like the raw general manager, the anonymous raw general manager. Like, we're thinking things like the higher. What do you mean? That was Hornswoggle. That, that, that was a great payoff. Oh, fuck off, CJ. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hated that storyline, too. <laughs> I like you a lot, CJ, but fuck off for that comment. <laughs> Yeesh. Things like uh, I, I really want to book December to dismember, like the whole card. Yes. And try and oh yeah. And yeah. Like, you've got like Bray Wyatt on the Indies or Wyndham on the Indies or whatever he's called, and Enzo and Cass and Iran oh, Dominic, stuff like that. So that's another one. I'm shocked you guys haven't done that one, Enzo and Cass. That's yes. been talked about too, I think, and for many seasons actually. Yeah. yeah. I think Makito is going to be on this season. Maki is Tyler writing that one? Season. Of course no, he thankfully is. Thankfully yeah. not. No, no, he's, he's, no, he wants to do that work for it. Like We've teased him for Makito for a couple of seasons now, so we need to put Makito in the next season. But that, and we've already got the perfect... Him to make the artwork. We're like, he's like, it's going to be Makito this season, right? I'm like, mm, next season. But sure, yeah. Artwork. We'll get there. Like, Ty- Tyler Mortimer, by the way, for those who don't know, he does all the artwork for uh, making kayfabe. He does a great fucking job. He's Very incredible. talented, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good. Like he, they, like every week he would come with new art. Like what the, what the fuck? How do you do this? Yeah, yeah. It's it's always incredible. There's so many hits. Like the Cody, the, the two Cody, Cody Rhodes, Rhodes ones one. he did. The one where he's sitting shit. in the Triple H's chair. That was story. incredible. So yeah. I remember Warhorse one was incredible. Like just yeah. so many great pieces of art. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the Tommy, Cougar Tommy, one. and oh, sorry. Yeah, Death Cougar was good. The Tommy and Dark Order is one of my favorites. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That was a great one as well. So so many good ones. But yeah, Makito is there's a there's an exclusive for your show, uh, CJ. Yeah. We're gonna get Makito on the next seasons of making Kayfabe. Yeah. We've got All a perfect right. name for the show as well. The episode's gonna be called Mackie Kayfabe. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's perfect. That, that's the real reason feel. we're doing it, not because of <laughs> yeah, Tyler. I'm just so just happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it sounds good. That's why we're doing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a story. We're just gonna just vamp it for an hour but just gonna shout how, how great that fun is yeah <laughs> right that's how you book makito just make her like shout horrible hi 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 she i mean well, she does she, that's her gimmick she, yeah goes over her motherfuckers and goes home easy. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> easiest booking we've ever done yeah. <laughs> the best my favorite makito clip ever is just she showed up on um being the elite and just says surprise motherfuckers and dark order went crazy ah <laughs> Maki Ito, an honorary member of Dark Order. She's great, man. She's the cutest wrestler in the world. She really is. Yeah, for sure. That's my uh, one of my favorite female Japanese wrestlers. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they need to do more with her. Have her come in more wow. often. Is she? She? She is in Japan, right? Like she's not in the states. I think so. She's I yeah. She's she's, she's 
stardom? I don't know if it's stardom or not, but um, yeah, I don't think she's contracted to AEW in any way. They just bring her over every now yeah. and then. So, yeah. But what my booking would be a full run from Akio, definitely, in AEW. I've got a few you ideas. Yeah, for sure. Belt on her. Gonna be the fucking belt on her, mate. Gonna be all the belt, the fucking world title. I was gonna say she's gonna beat Kenny Omega for the championship. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna beat. I'd I'd watch. I'd watch that. She's gonna. She's gonna. She's the one who's gonna interfere between Punk and Moxley at All Out this year. (laughs) Maki Ito is gonna be the undisputed AEW World Champion. Finally, Tyler. Tyler's head explodes. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a little bit too much for him. I don't think he'd be able to contain himself if Makito actually won the world title. No, no you'd have to like check up and like, can we send an ambulance to his house? Yeah. <laughs> Probably even the women's title. We're gonna be we're gonna be watching. So all out is September fourth. Uh, Tyler is getting married on September third, so he's gonna have he's gonna have the best day of his life. We're all gonna have lots of drinks, lots of alcohol, and then the next day we're gonna go to the beach and watch all out. So that's can't wait great. For that that'll be good fun. How you guys feel about uh, Clash of the Ca- uh, Castle coming up? Really yeah, very excited. <laughs> <laughs> that feels, uh, I'm going to skip over. Uh, Not big news, really, for us. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean. Us have tickets. We asked the WWE to comp us some tickets, and they were mm-hmm. like, who, who are you? And we were like, how dare you? <laughs> Do you know who you're we two, are? You're, you're, you're two newest bookers. We are the ones yeah. saving your company. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It'd be nice. <laughs> oh, we didn't ask uh, for any money. All we asked was for two tickets to this stupid castle show. Yeah. And it's in Wales. We don't. Neither of us live in Wales, so it's it's out of our way. Yeah. You know. I figured as much. I just want to know what the whole buzz is, like, because I don't know. Just like you know, the 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 British YouTubers like Cultaholic and you know Wrestle Talk make made a big deal about it because it's the first one since SummerSlam with Brett yeah. and uh, and British Bulldog. But I have to imagine some... Because it's a magical thing of like just being desensitized by the whole WWE product at this point, you know? I think that is... Uh, just uh, The announcement didn't mean anything to me. Um, I would be way more excited if like AEW came over, for example, and, mm-hmm. and I'd buy tickets right away and anything. But just... I've just I've I've lost track of the WWE products. Um, might get back into it now that things seem to be going good. But I mean, just when it was announced, I'm like, it's just another show. Um, can't be bothered going to Wales for that, you know. Right. Um, yeah. To go to Wales, right? Like, I mean, yeah. But, I was yeah. like, it's nice. It's really nice if they're doing a pay per view in the UK because, like you said, they haven't done that before. They've done house shows. They've done the occasional like Raw or SmackDown or something from the UK. Having a full pay per view seems pretty cool, but like. I I'm not gonna go just because you know it's it's in Wales. It's not even close by to where I live, and I don't have the money. But you know, if I did have the money, I, I I'd be. T- I, but it, I think it's hasn't it, hasn't it sold out. I think it's sold out like super quick. It's I don't has, yeah. I don't know if it's completely sold out. But mm. I was texting with my buddy Sean about it, and they're like they're very close to being sold out though. So the show yeah. is doing well as far as the ticket thing, mm. uh, ticket sales rather. Um, w- would you guys be more tempted to go to like, like, uh, you know, you say, you know, Bryce, so you're gonna, guys going to watch, uh, all out after Tyler's wedding. Like, would you be more tempted mm. to go to like, you know, come to the States for an AEW show, make a long weekend or even like WrestleMania maybe rather than like go over there. 
Yeah, de- definitely. Like, it'd be on the cards at some point, I think, to, to go and come and see an AW show or even like um, one thing I've always wanted to do. And I keep saying to my partner this, wanting to go to Japan and watch a New Japan show, you know, oh, and just like go over in the G1's on and go to a few shows there kind of thing. Like, I'd love to do that. But WWE coming over is just not that big a deal um, for, for, for me particularly. So, um, yeah, there's much better wrestling out there i feel much more enjoyable wrestling like i literally i've been to a few WWE shows when i was a kid i went to see a rev pro show um a couple months back in london fucking incredible man like just such a good time um for a fraction of the price you pay for a WWE show and just so much more enjoyment out of it so yeah i don't know man WWE coming over doesn't mean a lot to me Um uh, much rather uh, see you know great wrestling um and not that WWE doesn't have great wrestling but just there's a different it doesn't feel, feel that when it comes way. to indie shows. Yeah, exactly, man. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, hell, I've because I've been to um, I've been to three AEW shows in my time. Mm. I I went to the what was pretty much the go home show before the Grand Slam before the show in New York. When uh. that was because I actually had tickets for when it was originally supposed to be Blood and Guts at that show. And then COVID hit, and we didn't. <laughs> we never got blood and guts ever. Uh, yeah. It was Adam Cole's in-ring debut in AEW. Face Frank, Frank Kazarian. The show overall was fun, uh, but then it it tempted me and my buddy to like, are we going to Queens next week? He's like, Yep, we're going, and we went. Mm-hmm. We we couldn't stay the whole show because it was just oh my god because they it was a two hour rampage rather than a one hour rampage. So I couldn't get mm-hmm. to see Moxley and Kingston versus uh, Suzuki and Archer. But mm. but it was so much fun. Like that Omega Brian match is like maybe the best match I've ever seen live. Was that the one hour draw? The uh, it wasn't an hour. It was like half hour, I think. Right. Oh no. It, so that that was um that was Brian and Page, right? Yeah, Brian draw. and Page was the yeah. I think the one That's hour fun. draw. And then I actually I actually went to that rematch. They had the the first show on TBS where Brian and Page opened the show. Uh, they had judges for some fucking reason. I don't know why, even though it was a clean finish. Um, yeah. And then, and then that's when Jungle Boy and Jurassic uh, Lucas Luchasaurus won the tag titles. Yeah, I remember that show. Yeah, yeah, that was a good show. I think, I think the judges were there just in case it did go to full time and just to add a bit of realism to it. I guess even yeah. though it never was planned I think so. to do that. Yeah. But I appreciated it. it. It was that's the thing. Like I think what AEW does so well is that they. Because they don't have so many pay-per-views like every month, like WWE does, they mm. make these little dynamite episodes feel like a mini pay-per-view. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, they got lots of like themed uh, dynamites, right? Yeah, you know, like the uh, Fighter Fest, uh, Bash at the Fight Beach, for the Fallen, Fight for the Fallen, Day, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, Grand yeah. Slam. Like, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's so much, and like, and I'll, they're gonna be back in New York for the Grand Slam show, and may or may not go my buddy can't go with me the one who went with me last time but it's it's a lot of fun funny enough i remember like listening to a podcast where uh some guy was i don't know who it was he was on wrestle talk and he was saying like there was a guy who missed the entirety of omega versus brian how i don't know how i really don't know how but like you know like a lot of people like to go online to get beers or food or shirts or whatever before the show while the show's starting but just had a really bad case of the shits, maybe. Yeah, I, I guess maybe. But he sat <laughs> down like right after the punk promo at the on that show. Because Punk cut a uh, promo right after that match. And I'm like, oh my God, imagine this guy paid to see that match between Brian and Omega oh and he missed it. Uh, maybe he was just really excited for MJF versus Brian Pillman. I don't know. That was the next match. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this is what I came to see. Yeah. <laughs> Flying Brian Billman Jr. <laughs> That's oh, no dear. knock on him. I actually really like Brian Billman Jr. He's great. He's cool, yeah. What about you, Dylan? Would you be tempted to come to the States for like a, like a big AEW show or even a WrestleMania? Maybe. I mean, I guess just because you want to go to a WrestleMania, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. Um, I was at... Um, you were in Canada, right? Yeah. Um, in 2019, my brother lives in Canada, and they had SummerSlam in Toronto, so he, he got tickets for that, and I'm like, fuck, now I have to go. You know, <laughs> where do I get money for this? And that was a lot of fun. Although, I had that seem not quite as bad as the, the Kenny Omega thing with that guy, but there was a bit where I had to, like, I gotta take a piss, and I went, and was in, they had like TVs or whatever, speakers in the bathroom, so I'm in there, and I get here like the beginning of the the fiends theme. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I fucking care about this. So I like took a piss and got a beer and came back. Like, what did they miss? And they're like, ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> and apparently, like his he had this cool fucking entrance like that 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 night, and I totally fucking mm. missed it. Um, yeah, plus, I was really fucking wasted. So I don't remember <laughs> it, I don't know what that means. That's um, probably the only good thing about the fiends' entire character arc. WWE is that debut match with Balor. Really, that's about it. Yeah. yeah, I missed it. I missed the whole thing. I mean, even watching on like when I wa- I think I watched that SummerSlam live. I was like, God damn, this is like, excuse me, maybe the best rebooking of a of a of a new character. It's just so much darker having the fucking head of Bray Wyatt with the light inside as the lantern. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, started <laughs> off pretty cool. There was another rebooking to do actually. Yeah, the Fiend. You guys got on the Fiend yeah. too. I know that's you guys did Alexa Bliss. Do. And that we was did, good, yeah, that was a very similar kind of deal, but yeah, <laughs> we put the belt on her. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> did did you did you please the Alexa Bliss stand in that episode? No. Like, now that I mentioned, I didn't, didn't actually do it, did we? No, that's, we put the belt on that's her. where that came from. Is that we didn't put the belt? That's something like put the belt on her. We're like, no. Like, I thought well, that was we, the... we put up a post on Twitter just saying like, uh, "How do you think Alexa Bliss should have been booked? We're going to rebook her or something like that." And then there's this one guy who doesn't follow us. He clearly just like searched Alexa Bliss on Twitter, replied and said, "The only way to rebook Alexa Bliss is by putting the belt oh, on her." Okay. <laughs> Let's put the belt on her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's become our like unofficial catchphrase now. Is that we can just put the belt on her? Put, put the, the belt, belt on, on her. her. Yeah. Don't... <laughs> I don't. We're wasting uh, our time rebooking the shit. Well, the real way to do it, put the belt on someone. Just put well, the... Why are we spending 15 hours writing each episode? Just fucking yeah. put the belt on him. Just and put the it, belt you know? on her. Welcome to yeah. Making Kayfabe. We're rebooking Alexa Bliss. We put the belt on her. Goodbye. Yeah, How would we rebook much. the Fiend? Well, step one, put the belt on him. Yeah, which they did. See later, I mean, you know. They fucked it up, but they, they did put the belt on him. They're yeah, way it's... too late. They should have put the belt on him immediately. So step one, put the belt on him. Step two, question mark, question mark, question mark. Step three, step profit. Three profit. <laughs> yeah. Let's make all the money from Bray Wyatt. Every, let's make all the money, money from his merchandise. All the money. Yeah, fire yeah. him. Yeah, fire. let's just, let's just fucking fire, fire him. <laughs> set him on fire and then fire him. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> boy, that's a good way to go, isn't it? They set him on fire. They had <laughs> he, him lose. And then. <laughs> hell of a metaphor. <laughs> He came back all charred up and burnt up, and then all of a sudden he walked through the tunnel, and then he all of a sudden... He walked through the magic hallway. Yeah, and then he got better. I was so annoyed. I remember watching that, and I'm like, that's how they explained it. That is how they get away with Bray Wyatt being a burnt up husk. He just walked down the hall, and he's all right. What the Vince fuck? Vince McMahon, you've done it again. <laughs> and then he lost the match anyway. Like He looks like yeah. such a fucking idiot. To one RKO. Yeah. 
<laughs> Randy God. Orton is Bray Wyatt's kryptonite. Yeah, they they should oh, not man. fight each other. No, no, they shouldn't. Oh my Randy God. Orton's okay with fighting the, the fiends. You know, he's like, yeah, okay, I'll win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, what's another win in my book? I guess. That's... I really need another belt. Yeah, I, you know, it shut me up with Matt Riddle. I'll win the tag titles with him. I need another championship. To be fair, though, I did. I thought that's a good use of Randy Orton. No, like, I do too. Like, I, put him in a tag I team like too. that because then he's not like too much in the title scene, and you mm. can bring him back in whenever you need to. He puts a bit of shine on Riddle. I uh, I thought that was a lot of fun, man. Legitimately, dude, did love RK Bro. It's like that's one of the few things I was catching up with. I catch up on segments and some of their matches, and it's just like okay, that like you said, that's a good way to use Randy Orton, and then now like we can really tease for an Orton uh, riddle match at a mania next year. Yeah. And I think that would be pretty, pretty dope, man. Oh, yeah. Man. First at one point I thought the team was going to break up or something. I mean, they, I, I kind of did. It can still happen. The cute yeah. can still happen. Right. Yeah. Like, so. like, you know, like whenever I don't, cause I don't know when Randy's coming back. I think he legit is injured and they're just, he needs mm. a lot of time off to rest up. And, you know, if he could come back at like the rumble or something and, you know, or even like he's getting beat down by Seth Rollins or something. And then he RKO's riddle and just, I don't know. Yeah. It just and just goes crazy. Viper Randy Orton again. That'd be good. That'd be good to see. Especially are we Triple gonna, H are we gonna have to as well. rebook that as well. Put that on the list. Oh god damn it! Like, I yeah. hope I hope you don't have to re- <laughs> rebook RK Bro or a feud between them because that's actually one thing that's been doing very well. That's true. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Right. Well, let's see how it ends. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. But I would. I'd have to. I'd put good money at the fact that there's no Bray Wyatt in this story. That it would end pretty well. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Wait until we book it. Yep. Everyone, <laughs> uh, put Bray Wyatt on him. Put, put, not put the, the belt, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Put the Bray Wyatt on him. <laughs> put the Bray, yeah, the Fiend Championship. We're going to call it the Bray Wyatt. Yeah. <laughs> Just Bray Wyatt wrapped around his waist. <laughs> Get me out of here. No, like the idea of him just like carrying Bray Wyatt on his shoulder. Yeah. And like no sal in it. Nobody, nobody even mentions it. You know, Bray Wyatt's got a blank look in his face. Like his 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 new job is to be a belt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for bringing work. me back, Hunter. Yeah, you're gonna be a championship belt now. What? Yeah, well, can't wait to cut not, my, my good comeback promo. He's like, belts don't cut promos, Bray. Yeah, <laughs> your promo is shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Just stand there, let Randy take you over his shoulders, and then let him lift you up. Hunter, I, I, I weigh almost 300 pounds. He's a strong boy. You're going to have to <laughs> slim down, kid. <laughs> belts don't weigh 300 pounds. None of our belts weigh 300 pounds. You're gonna, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> they, they, they weigh 40 max. You're going to have to yeah, really yeah. slim down there. Uh, We're going to just get rid of your bones. Step Cut on. off a couple of limbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't fuck this up, man. This is a very important angle for us. It's your big comeback. Yeah. We need this to work. Are you sure Vince isn't still running the company? And then a little robot noise. Hunter, like, goddammit, hang up the phone! <laughs> yeah, you just hear a big beep, boop, boop, boop yeah. in the background. <laughs> Triple A's like closes the cupboard door. Like, there's not, don't, don't look in there. There's no not, robot in there. Uh, okay, man, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> Fucking Bray Wyatt's a belt. That's a new meme. There you go. That's a robot. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, I guess other things to go over. Uh, real quick, Bryce, you're a wrestler now. I'm a wrestler now. I am indeed. So why don't you tell us your 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 character name and kind of how you came up with the whole thing? 
So my character is uh, called Sharky Fossil. Um, you can follow on Twitter at Sharky Fossil, Instagram at Sharky Fossil. See all my adventures there. The character is pirate-esque, um, some might say. Um, so yeah, lots of um, kind of pirate mythology and pirate kind of like uh, corniness all in, in the background of it. But it's a lot of fun. The idea basically was um, that there's not enough pirates in wrestling, so why not play a pirate character? And that is until I found out there's a pirate wrestler maybe 20 miles away from me. So, uh, which is also uh, <laughs> something to improvise with, I guess. But yeah, I've been doing it for, been training for going on three years now. And obviously, there was a pandemic in the middle of that, which didn't really help. But made my debut um, just about last year now, actually. And I've had uh, had five shows since. It's going really well. It's going really well. And um, getting involved in lots of tryouts for local promotions, which are kind of going well. So um, it's good, good fun, man. And yeah, it's uh, one of the things I wanted to tick off my old bucket list. And it's good to have finally done it and not wonder, you know, what if uh, I did do that. So, yeah, it's good fun, man. And, uh, yeah, and enjoying myself with it. Good. Get you on a Rev Pro show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what I'd, <laughs> I'd love to do, Rev Pro. Definitely would, yeah. Um, I, I mean, we just, I was laughing before about the whole pirate thing because you said off mic how you tried to get on the show, but the promoter's like, oh, no, we have another pirate. Like what? Yep. <laughs> you don't want to put the. I I, Paul Bircher was the only one. PCO <laughs> obviously, but yeah, it turns out there's more. So yeah, we need to figure that part out. <laughs> hey man, just ma- do whatever you can to make yourself distinguished. Because look at Danhausen. Look what he did. Yeah, that's it's it. it's yeah. it is a total, completely ridiculous gimmick, yeah. but it's hilarious and it's and people love it. Dude, guys like Dan Housen, Orange Cassidy, those kind of guys, they've got it down. Like they've got it absolutely nailed. Warhorse, for example, like they, they they have the great idea in their heads. They know how to stick out and be unique. So it needs to be something like that. But you know, I'm still I'm five matches in. Um, you know, a lot of development to do and a lot of um character kind of um development to do as well. So yeah, we'll we'll see where we where we end up. But for now, for now I'm just having fun. Um going to the classes, wrestling in the classes, uh, every now and then having a match on a actual card in front of fans. So um it's good fun, man. It's a good laugh. Is there anything you've like kind of learned in this time of training? I know you've trained over at uh Joe Hendry's wrestling school. Um mm. any Anything that kind of like you try to stick with you when it comes to when you come, you know, when you're preparing for your matches and and still training here and there. Um, I mean, it's kind of given me a new appreciation for wrestling. I think, um, especially at the start where you're taking your first bumps and you're, um, you know, bouncing off the ropes and stuff like that. Shit hurt, man. Um, it's, it's just the. Uh, I remember being so shocked by bouncing off the ropes and just how much it fucking hurt when you're not used to it, you know, and just, I had these like massive bruises in my back from it and like taking the first bump was scary as well. And, but you kind of get used to that stuff, your body adapts and, uh, you know, it becomes second nature to you kind of thing. But, um, in regards to things I've, I've learned and uh, regards to putting together stuff, it's just go out there and have fun. It generally is, um, you know, there's plenty of, great wrestlers in Scotland who have had the, the privilege of wrestling who kind of put together a fun match and um, you know it's all about just getting your, your shit in and getting your fun your fun crowd popping moves in and um, yeah just seeing what kind of story that you guys can build together so um, but yeah it's always always good fun putting on matches and stuff it's just uh, every match is different obviously when you face a different person and there's always different ways you can do things so um, yeah I guess overall like I said it's a new appreciation for the wrestling business and um, 
yeah, it's uh, yeah, kind of kind of ruined wrestling for me in a way as well because I can see how things are done now. You know, like the kind of the veil's been pulled back <laughs> almost, but yeah. at the same time, uh, yeah, it's it's good fun, man. Re- really enjoying myself, and um, yeah, maybe one day you'll see uh, me coming to New York, CJ, and uh, you know, wrestling a show near you. So who you knows? Fucking better. Yeah, that's it. You then, be I, I, then I will have uh, two fellow friends who are uh, pro wrestlers. Good. Nice. Who's, who's the other one? Dylan? Uh, he is. Um, you guys might have seen him on AEW Dark. Um, he's been on this podcast before. His name is uh, Mike Verna. Oh, uh, Mike Verna. Mike Verna. He, he's um, he's gimmick is Man of Steel. Mike Verna. He's he's. Oh, uh, I've heard of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's been on the pod before. He's. I've interviewed him a few times. Funny enough, oh, I met him through. My, he's an actor too, and my sister had an acting class with uh, Vinny Pastor. He played um, uh, one of the uh, big pussy on The Sopranos, uh, right. and he uh, had acting class. And they met, and uh, my sister's like, "Yeah, Mike, I know pro wrestler, like pro wrestler," and like met up, and you know, actually, we couldn't meet up because when I heard about him, like COVID happened, like not too long after. Sure. So yeah, saw him at a local indie show here in New Jersey, uh, not too far from my place. And nice guy, really good. Last like I think he did a spot with Long Island for AEW. He does a lot mm. of really cool shit. He's in a he's in a like a, a group called the Units with guys like JT, JT Dunn, AC Romero. Uh, um, I know AC Romero was in Impact a few years ago. He um, is a unit. Yeah, <laughs> he's a big dude. Um, but yeah, he's uh, Mike Verner, friend of the podcast. He's a really, really good guy. De- definitely check him out. He's wrestled with good on him, man. Yeah, you check out those podcasts as well. Yeah, he's um, he's healing up right now. He just had a uh, surgery, uh, but Ooh. he's getting back in the ring soon. He'll be all right. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, so definitely. Hopefully, either one of these days you were coming here, or one of these days I'm going out there. But we'll have to yeah. see for that. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, no, I'm happy yeah. for Great. you, man. I'm glad you're le- you're you're actually one of those wrestling fans got to learn wrestling. I'd have to imagine of your influences, there's, def- <laughs> there's definitely some, um, definitely a lot of Kurt Angle moves in there. I've seen some clips here and there. You're putting people in ankle locks. Yes. I've yeah. seen shops, so there's a lot of Walter in there. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> any other guys you'd like to hone your style after, or is it mainly like a Walter Very and Kurt Angle? by Kurgan, I think. Kurgan, yeah, of course. A lot of Kurgan. <laughs> Kurgan, Viscera, um, Reno, you name it. Oh, Boris Reno. Oh, former hardcore champion, dude. It's, it's, uh, his and Reno comes bands, back. Uh, Gotta put yeah. him in every every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, now wrestling's and, wrestling's back yeah. on the on the on the up and up now. So you think Reno will make his big return? Oh, he's got so. to. Like, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, I'm not seeing all of SummerSlam yet, but I'm hoping for a Reno appearance. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Dylan knows if there is or not, but don't, don't spoil for me, Dylan. You know? Don't tell. But <laughs> in regards to influences, um, like I guess I, I'm fortunate enough to be a taller kind of guy, so I've got to base my ring style after bigger guys. So um, your standard um, Undertaker, Kane, um, you know, Gargan. Don't, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I take a lot of five, from five foot ten. And- yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Luchasaurus is a big influence on me, actually. I enjoy Luchasaurus. Oh, nice. um, he's a very, uh, he's a big dude, but he's also got some athletic stuff, which I enjoy doing in the rings. So, um, like, I'm yeah blessed enough to be taller than a lot of wrestlers in Scotland. So I automatically play the big man when I'm kind of like wrestling guys. So, um, so yeah, that's a lot of big man stuff basically, and a lot of like 
choke slams, big boots, you know, like uh, kind of big shoulder tackle kind of things, you know. So lots Having of that, that kind of stuff. Big, big influence, I think. Ma- massive influence, yeah. Uh, huge influence by Kevin Nash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should do a Terra quad spot and fake it out and go for a, and go for a small package in your next match. <laughs> Amazingly, I've already torn my quad as well, so I'm already. Oh my there. god. <laughs> it's happened see? Too. <laughs> so, so I'm saying, Kevin, it's easily done. Everybody made yeah. fun of Kevin Nash, but it happens. <laughs> oh my God! How'd you tear your not, quad? Not, not, not in the ring. Something else. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna yeah, say you tore a match. Fun. Yeah. Well, now you know what you. the pain feels like. You can actually bullshit it and be like, "Oh, ref, I trauma. my right, full package." Yeah, I can do a really good sell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, man. Oh man. I say we've been probably talking for the better part close to an hour. We've had to break these up in the editing in my editing process, so we'll yes. see how this, the time frame actually goes. Um, guys, uh, this is fucking fun. Thanks for coming on and uh, being my first uh, guest back on the podcast uh, to getting back into this whole thing. Uh, just I want both of you to plug whatever it is you got. Bryce, I know you got your wrestling stuff. You got with making kayfabe and Dylan. I know you did making kayfabe. I know. When we did our Mick Foley episode, you have another like uh, a YouTube show. What's wrong with wrestling? If you're still doing that, plug whatever you got, guys. The, the floor is yours. Yeah. First off, I want to say thank you to you, CJ. Um, always a pleasure coming on this podcast or having you in our podcast. It's uh, always a blast chatting through um, just how wacky wrestling is with you, man. So uh, thanks for having us on. Um, but yeah, in regards to plugs, I guess making kayfabe is the main thing. That's why why we're why we've all we've all come together. So uh, <laughs> at making kayfabe on Twitter, at making kayfabe on Instagram, we have a red bubble at uh, sorry making If you want some cool t-shirts, uh, if you want to listen to our show, just search making kayfabe on fucking anywhere: YouTube, Apple Podcast Addict, Spotify. We're there. Um, you know, pick whatever episode you like, download it, listen to it, and see if it's for you. Um, you know, it's it's a we have a lot of fun in the episodes and hopefully you enjoy listening to them too. Uh, in regards to Sharky Fossil, just very quickly, uh, I'm at Sharky Fossil on Twitter if you want to follow my piratey wrestling adventures. And um, yeah, Dylan, you, you've got a, a YouTube channel as well, right? To, to um, yes. plug your uh, video games and stuff. Yes, I'm going to plug my video game channel that nobody watches. Hooray. Yeah, I, I watch it a... sometimes. I'll start yeah. watching it. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of work, I'll be honest with you. I've been playing um, Animal Crossing. The original Animal Crossing, I've been playing that every day this year, just to see if I could. And so far, I can. So if you, you want to see, yeah. if you want to see episodes of Animal Crossing every day, you're in for a treat. It's uh, <laughs> a YouTube. It's a, a Explodey plays. You can follow me on Twitter at Captain Explodey, where I update with the YouTube stuff. Um, and that's it. Other than that, go to Making Kayfabe. Patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. There's loads of excellent episodes up on the Patreon page. If you like our main season, you're going to really like our Patreon page because that's where you get exclusive rebookings and extra content in between seasons as well. So it's uh, it's a great place to be. And we'd like if to you like it. if you like the idea of Hardcore Holly being an astronaut, then yes. you'll feel be in the right place. <laughs> that's <tell> really <laughs> that's worth the money. That it's episode. out of this world. Yeah, it's it's so it's incredible. Yeah. Um, but there's all sorts of like we have backlog, like Bryce said. There's so many episodes up on there, really Oops. old. Like, what are we? Probably close to 20 episodes of the main rebookings, and then we've just hit 20 in the main with. series and 16 Kefi conundrums. So yep. yeah, and there's like all sorts several. of other stuff and new, like like an extra podcast we've been doing and some old watch alongs are still up there. And uh, sometimes you get exclusive artwork and stuff like this. It's there's a lot of stuff going on. 
yeah. um, you can vote in polls. It's lots of fun. So check it if out if you want to check it out. Thank you very much. Please, everybody, go check it out. I can't. I cannot plug enough how good these guys are with their podcast and every all their adventures. So, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Wrestling Podcast. Uh, if you need a reminder of where we are, we're at TNAWP on Twitter. Uh, the Not Another Wrestling Podcast, all one word, and Instagram. Going to try and use that a little bit more because we don't use it enough. Um, you know, you can uh, just follow us all there in your favorite podcast app, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Leave a five-star review if you can. I know not all of them can, but you can on some of them. Write a review. It helps out. Uh, thanks all so much for listening. So for CJ Palmasano and the Making Kayfabe Boys, Bryce and Dylan, thank you all for so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye. Cheers. Rawr. Ah.